Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Welcome, listeners. This is your show host, Divya Parekh. And we are going to begin our Beyond Confidence for Success show. I have another phenomenal guest with me today, and she is going to be sharing her wisdom nuggets with us and where we can just walk away with her nuggets and implement them in our lives. So a little bit about me. I'm an internationally known leadership coach as well as speaker. I also work with business relationships, which I think is so important to create the resonant relationships. Without the relationships, there's nothing in life. We create relationships. We connect with people. And after you connect, you do the collaboration. And after collaboration, there is co-creation. So it's all about building relationships. And I help business owners, leaders, achievers, and I coach them to uncover their hidden motivators, to allow them to achieve their personal, professional, and financial goals with laser focus and unstoppable confidence. I have also authored international Amazon bestseller, The Voyage to Your Vision, and several other books with self-development and leadership topics. Example a few on emotional intelligence, critical thinking, leadership, and influence. And just for joining us today, I really appreciate you joining us. I would invite you to go and download a free report at https slash colon forward slash forward slash confidence catalyst period lead pages period co forward slash level up your life forward slash and without further ado, I'm going to bring on Kelly Calabrese. And she is a fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle expert for people who desire to be the best. Through her speaking, books, and solutions, she's with us to inspire us to enjoy a fit, energized body and a sharp mind. She has been featured on NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, and countless radio shows, podcasts, and alternate media sources, including Fitness, Oxygen, Women's World, and Martha Stewart. She was the editor of Personal Fitness Professional Magazine, voted Personal Trainer of the Year locally and nationally, and she's the fitness expert for Montel Williams. She was the lead fitness expert for e-diets, and was interviewed for Jillian Michaels' position on The Biggest Loser. Ooh, that's an impressive bio. Wow. So, Kelly, I welcome yeah. you. Really appreciate you joining us. And I have shared a little bit about you. If you could share your story as to how did you get interested in fitness and how you came to the juncture acquiring the knowledge that you have and what is it within the fitness that makes you passionate about it and want to share with the audience about that? Uh, well, well, I would love to. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be on your show. And, you know, we do things in life to move away from pain and to move towards pleasure. And at a very young age, I realized that I was happiest when I was moving. I loved to dance and swim and cheerleading and softball and run. And any time I was moving, there was something about that endorphin high that I just loved. It made me feel good, and I wanted to do more of it. 
And I also was looking at a very strong family history of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, alcoholism, smoking, and I saw all that and went, ooh, I really don't want anything to do with that. I want to move as far away from that as I possibly can. And so at the age of 13, I wrote in my journal, I will be an exercise therapist. I really had no idea what that meant, but I knew I wanted to be on the quest to not only help myself and help my family, but anyone who would listen. So when I turned 17, that was how long I had to wait to get certified. I went to New York City and I became a certified uh, group fitness instructor. And then over the next few years, by the time I was 22, I had my master's in clinical exercise physiology and cardiac rehabilitation and really had the privilege of of having an amazing career. It's been 30 years now, hard to believe. I feel like I'm 20. But in that time, I've had the, the pleasure of owning and operating health clubs, of managing corporate fitness centers. I ran a school and prepared over 3,000 people to become certified fitness professionals. Um, I have had the pleasure of, of working with some great companies and um, you know, most recently been helping people mostly through nutrition and lifestyle coaching. And it's just a gift to wake up every day and be able to help people walk in divine health. So I really take a spirit, mind, and body approach to well-being because you can't separate the three. All three work together, and my heart is for everyone to wake up every morning have their feet hit the ground, they feel amazing, they have energy to spare, they're not sidelined by just illness and disease, and I want people to be as healthy as they can, as long as they can, and I'm working on um, two new books right now, so that's exciting, and just want to reach as many people as I can through, you know, speaking, and of course, social media, and great interviews like this, and and so on. So that's kind of the snapshot of the last 30 years. It's been a lot of fun, but my, my dad and, and the whole family was really what motivated me. And thankfully, um, my dad was the oldest living man in his family at the age of 36, and I never thought he would see me graduate high school. I didn't think he'd see me get married, finish college, have children, and he actually lived till 70 years old. He just passed away um, just two months ago. And um, you know, he was always my inspiration to keep him healthy. So he lived almost twice as long <laughs> as most of the people, more than twice as long as most of the men in their family. So definitely a testament to making the best choices. Wow. 36. That really brings home how health is important to us. It absolutely is. People will tell you that it is their greatest wealth. I've had the opportunity to work with many wealthy, affluent people, and they will tell you that they would trade their money to have good health and that it's it's the greatest thing that we possess is to walk in good health. Yes, and uh, it was where I read that... uh, When we are young and when we have time, when we have health, we are busy making money. And when we are busy making money, it's now you don't have time and you think about, oh, you know, I'll make enough money and then I'll have my time to spend with my family. And then as you are getting settled in your career, now you have time and you have wealth, but you don't have health and you don't have family. It's it's about this running race that we have created for ourselves rather than having that balance of health and wellness in our lives. So that is so powerful that as at a young age you wanted to be an exercise therapist. How did you know that you wanted to be something that and as you mentioned that you didn't know what it meant, but you wanted to do something that would help people? How did that come about to you? I know that for personally, you saw what you saw in family with such a long lineage of life-threatening diseases, but how did you come across that feeling that where you wanted to extend what you meant for yourself to others? Yeah, I did feel like I was called to it very early. No one in my family was in the health profession. No one in my family had gone to college. They were mostly blue-collar workers, um, so it was something that I just 
felt rise up in me that I was passionate about, that I felt called to do. There was no one in medicine in my family, but um, I just knew that I was going to do something helping as many people as possible to be healthy. And you know, I've been fortunate my whole life, I'm, I'm now closer to 50 than 40, that I have never been sick for a day in my life, and it's because of the choices that I've made. And I think even up to that point, at 13 years old, I remembered friends having strep throat and, and canceling play dates all the time because they were sick, and I just thought, ugh, that's terrible. I don't want one person to ever have to be sick and, and not be able to play. And, you know, that was kind of my mindset then, like, wow, you have to lay in bed and drink medicine and go to doctors. <laughs> and so even at that age, I, it just sounded terrible to me. And, you know, having gone through my dad's illness with him this past year, I made 14 trips from Dallas to New Jersey, which is where my parents were, to be with them and just being in the hospital and seeing, you know, all the decisions that have to be made and the stress that puts on you, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, financially. When you have your health, I just felt like even then that everything would be better. And in being sick, everything could be worse. And if I had the choice, I was going to choose health. I'm not going to do one thing to harm this amazing body that I'm given. And I made that choice at 13. I've never tasted alcohol. I've never smoked a cigarette. Um, I don't like the taste of coffee. I've never tasted coffee. And, you know, there are healthy coffees out there, but most of the people are loading up these gourmet coffees with sugars and creamers. And I used to watch my parents sit around and drink coffee. They'd sit at the table every morning for an hour and drink a pot of coffee. And I just thought, I don't ever want to do those things. I just had such a dream in my heart to do something so big that anything that was connected in my mind to being destructive to your body and your mind, I wanted no part of. So I think, you know, God's got to get credit in that because I, I certainly can't take credit for it, but I just was really tuned into that at an early age. Mm, very profound. However, yeah, when we look at our today's generation, unfortunately competition has become prevalent in our society that our youngsters, especially our teenagers, so prone to coffee, which is so surprising. I love to mentor young leaders. I call them young leaders because they're good. Because this is our next generation. This is the generation that's going to lead this planet. And they are... So I was with a group of youngsters, like between 14 to 17-year-olds, and they're all talking about having coffee, taking coffee at this tender age and working long hours, not sleeping. Um, do you have any suggestions? How can they manage this competitive life where they not only have to prove themselves in academia, not only they need to prove themselves in co-creation, co-creations with the other people showing the talent. They also have to do all these activities outside the school. How can they create that life balance? Right. Well, at that stage, they're still under their parents' roof. You know, that 15 to 17 age where they're starting to spread their wings, they're getting their independence, they're looking for those boundaries, they're pushing those limits, they're getting their driver's license. And so that <laughs> is an age where, you know, they're still under our roof. Number one, as parents, we need to be examples. They will do what we do, not what we say. So if we're saying, turn off that TV at night, get off that technology, get to bed, but we're staying up and we're watching TV and we've got double technology going on and um, we're getting up because we need the coffee in the morning because we stayed up too late and we rely on it for that caffeine boost and that energy and that sugar rush, they're going to do what we do. So number one, be a role model. And if you're not, have a good heart-to-heart -heart talk with your family and say, you know what? Mommy and Daddy are making a commitment here. We are drawing the line in the sand. We are not perfect, but we want to make some healthy choices, and we want to do it as a family. And those kids at that age, they are smart. They know a lot. Sit down with them and have some discussions and let them know because it, it becomes a slow fade. You know, what starts as staying up late on the phone in bed at night, and the next thing, you know, you're not sure what they're looking at or how late they're staying up. And, 
you know, it just one thing goes to the next. Once they see that they can push past boundaries and you're not being a good example, so be the good example. Have discussions. Set goals with your kids. I have vision boards that my kids and I do every year, and my husband um, we do it on New Year's Eve, we do it every quarter, we change it up, and that has been so powerful for them because if you want to make the baseball team, if you want to get on the debate team or get into that college, you are competing against kids at, you know, at a very high level of intelligence and ability, but habits will speak volumes every single time. If you have good habits, if you're getting to bed at night, you're waking up rested and your brain is sharp and you're not relying on artificial things to keep you stimulated, which you can't trick your body, you've got to get the good habits. That means sleeping seven hours a night. That means nourishing your body throughout the day. That means staying away from artificial stimulants and, and too much technology. So they have to be taught these things and they need a vision and a goal for it. And you have to sort of find out how your kid is motivated. You know, some kids are motivated by rewards. Some are motivated by um, being recognized. Some are motivated by just quality time with you. And um, there's there's different things. So you kind of, you need to be in tune to your kid. And you can ask them. Okay, so if you were going to get all straight A's by the end of the school year, you know, what what would you like as a reward? What would you love to do? And some of them just want to spend time with you. They want a little weekend getaway or you know, some of them may want a gift. And fig- figure that out. You need to have these conversations with your kids. Otherwise, you're going to lose them. And just this week alone, I've had so many conversations with parents whose kids are lost at the ages of 12 to 20. And and I hate it. And the further they go, the harder, you know, the older they get and the further that slipping is, the harder it is to get them back. So you really need to exercise common sense and go back to those kindergarten habits. Get up in the morning, eat a balanced breakfast, take your vitamins, be drinking water throughout the day, have a healthy, balanced lunch. And, you know, all these things that back in kindergarten we made sure were happening, but as they get older and they're making their own choices, um, we need to remind them about that. And then the reward is they start to feel good and they're rested, and their brains are sharper, and they're understanding more, and they're getting better grades, and it's not as laborious for them to do it. So when your body is exhausted, you can't study under those conditions. You can't press day after day like that. So when they realize there's a better way, there's an easier way, it doesn't have to be so, you know, just striving and grinding and pushing Keep your body right, have good habits, get up first thing, have quiet time, focus on your goals, and it, it's just so much more enjoyable that way. Mm-hmm. And what you said is that once the habits are formed, it is very hard to break them. And uh, coming from science background and working with neuroscience, it is brain is nothing but a piece of machinery, and if we have programmed it, such, especially because the brain, the way the brain works is the brain is not looking for optimization. The brain's looking for survival, how best it can work in the given circumstances. So brain itself is not going to sit and change. So if you create the habits that are going to be good for your health from the childhood, as you mentioned, you know, starting from kindergarten, that we did start out with that, we emphasized on our children having go to sleep at a certain time, not drink soda, not have too much sugar. And if we can kind of pursue that throughout their growth, then once they have developed their habits, then it's much easier to sustain them rather than pursuing to create new habits. That's an excellent point that one of the key things is to model and if you don't model, it's again, it goes back to leading by example. And if yeah. you lead by example, people will follow. And another thing that really struck me was when you said is it's just the quality time they want to spend with you. Mm-hmm. That really resonated with me, that it's not about big things. Ask, sit down and ask your children what you can do. What is it that will help them understand and give them the understanding? 
Great right. point. Yeah, there's a great book that I recommend called The Five Love Languages, and you can you and your family can take the profile. You could even do it online, and you will, it will be revealed to each person what their love language is. So for me, it's acts of service. I love to come home to a clean house and the laundry is folded, and, <laughs> and the reverse is true. When I walk in and the house looks like an explosion, I feel like, don't you people love me? Like, do you think I'm here to pick up after you? And so when someone like makes me a meal or, oh, I just feel so loved. And then for my daughter, it's quality time. She just wants to sit in my lap at 14 years old. And we were at the orthodontist the other day, and the hygienist came out, and she was like, you're in your mom's lap. She just wants to, let's paint nails, let, you know, anything like that. She just feels so loved. Watch me ride my horse. For my son, it's gifts. He's 15 now, but even at three on his birthday, he was the most gracious. He'd say, oh, my goodness, how does Aunt Marion know that I love Spider-Man? I mean, he just, even at three years old, just felt so loved when he got it, even if he had five other Spider-Mans, and he loved it. And for my husband, it's physical touch. He, I mean, just give him a hug when he walks in the door, give him a kiss when he wakes up. I mean, he just feels so loved. When when he's um, just touched, you can just hold his hand, and, and he's happy. And so for me, I, you know, I don't need the physical touch as much. Everyone's a little bit different. That's how they feel love. But anyway, there's there's five different ones, and how we receive love is not necessarily how we like to give love. For example, I love to give gifts. I, I love to surprise people. When I hear that someone has a need or, or a want, I just love to go out and get it for them and surprise them. But for me, I don't really need gifts so much. That's not important to me. So when you find out how your kids feel loved and you can figure that out, it, it just makes the relationship so much better. And let them know how you feel loved as well. Um, so, and the other book I really love is by Darren Hardy, and it's called The Compound Effect. And it's how one little thing, that little drip in the water, makes all those ripples that go out. And he talked about how his dad you know, was very military, and he would wake up every morning to the clanging of his dad in the garage, lifting weights, and you know, just the habits that his dad created in them and, and encouraging them to be avid readers and those kind of things that when you start early, if the kids aren't reading early, there's a good chance they're not going to pick it up when they're adults. You know, but if they love to read and they can choose books that interest them, and you know, those kind of things make a difference. But I've seen habits change in a moment because I've seen people make a decision to quit smoking, a decision to cut sugar out of their diet, a decision. So it can. It, it's not common. It's, it does happen, though. When you make a decision, you cut off any other possibility. And for some people, it's a, a process. And for other people, it's a moment. Um, some people are going to struggle tremendously with quitting smoking, and other people are just going to make a decision. They're going to go through the, the detox, and they're going to move on. So um, it's not too late for anyone. There's hope for everyone that you can improve every single habit. In fact, the habits we have keep us where we are. You know, if we want to go to a higher level, we have to change our habits because the habits of someone who earns 30000 a year are very different than someone who owns, earns 100000 a year, and the habits of someone who earns a million a year are very different than someone who earns six figures. So the habits determine your outcomes. You know, not just for your health, but for everything, including, again, the mind, body, and spirit. Mm, definitely. And what you said is that some people make a decision and then they're ready to switch out their habits in a fraction of a second in that moment. And that happens when you are totally invested in yourself. So I usually give... An example that you can be interested in yourself or you can be invested in yourself. But being interested is almost dating someone. And if you don't like him, you move on and that's much needed, that's great. However, if you're just interested in someone and if you're just dating forever and there is no commitment, then relationship goes sour and then there are impacts of it. Or similarly, it could be buying a house or renting a house. When you buy the house, you make sure you treat it nicely. You make sure that, you know, you're adding on things. You look after it. So it's the similar philosophy with ourselves, whether it's our bodies, mind, spirits, our work, personal goals, or professional goals. If you are invested in yourself, 
then yes, the road is long. There is nothing that because you've decided that change will occur in a day or so. As you said, Kelly, that you know they join the detox program. It is the choice. It's the decision that you make about investing in yourself. So that is a great point. Hmm. So we have talked about the youth. Now, for youth, I know they're always in a hurry to get older. However, as we are finding that age limit, the longevity is increasing over the generations. We want to maintain good health. We want to age gracefully. And of course, if he can look younger and if he want to look if he can look good, why not? So that is one of your specialties. Can you share with us tips, tools, strategies to age gracefully and young youngfully? Absolutely. Well, first, let me point out a few of the things that are aging us quickly because we need to stop these things immediately, as quickly as possible. We are just accelerating our bodies, aging, and wearing them out. I mean, I'm at my age, in my mid to late 40s, I have friends who already have multiple doctors. They've had multiple, you know, smaller, large surgeries and their bodies are just wearing out. And if you look at the even the incidence of cancer, most of the cancers are organ cancers. You know, in the 1950s, 1 in 12 people had cancer. In the 1990s, it was 1 in 4. Today, it's 1 in 2. So it's, you have to stop and go, wait a minute. We are doing something so dramatically wrong to have the, you know, organ cancer like pancreatic and liver and um, bladder cancer, kidney cancer, it's just unbelievable. And so much of that, I mean, any doctor will tell you, is habit and lifestyle related. So, you know, what's breaking our bodies down? One is, one of the number one up there right on top of the list is stress. Stress is aging people by up to six years. Just even an incident of being a caregiver for a season is, is cutting your life by six years. There's so much stress that's attached to that. And that might be a situation you can't do anything about, but it's how you handle it and care for yourself through that situation that matters. Um, Sugar. We know that sugar is connected to diabetes and obesity and heart disease, and uh, it's addicting. It's actually harming your DNA. And we know that on average people are eating about 120 to 160 pounds of sugar a year. That's taking years off your life. Of course, Smoking is up there on the top of the list. Um, heart disease, lung disease, cancer. It forms carbon monoxide in your body, which is a poisonous gas. It takes your oxygen away. So even a casual smoker or secondhand smoke is, is cutting years off your life. Chemicals in the environment. Um, you know, anything in, we don't even realize what's in our cleaning products, our laundry detergent, fertilizers on our lawn, things we bring into our home, um, things that even paint that's not, um, that has toxins in it that we're putting on our walls and chemicals in our sheets. We can't be fanatical, but we have to make the best choices that we can to choose things that are organic. There's always alternatives, and they're not necessarily more expensive. And when you think about what it saves you, and not going to the doctor and not being ill, it's certainly worth the price. Um, Overexposure to the sun is aging not just our skin because that's what we see on the outside, but everything that's happening on the outside is happening on the inside. So it's it's so important to wear uh, sunscreen, again, non-toxic. Not enough protein or quality protein is another thing that's aging us. We don't have the protein to help build our muscles alcoholism. Um, Very sadly, lost a woman in our community this week to alcoholism at 40 years old with a 7th grader and a ninth grader. I mean, I hate that. That's something that was so avoidable. Um, And just a fast lifestyle in general. Just, you know, the pace that people keep. When you were talking before about time and money, it becomes the ruler of our lives. And you just can't keep that chronic, chaotic non-stop pace where your brain doesn't rest and your body doesn't rest and you're you're just going at too quick of a pace. So now let's kind of turn that around and, and look at some of the things that are 
the reverse of that? What are the things that help us to age more youthfully? Um, One so simple is hydration. Our body is made of 75% water. It should be our beverage of choice. We're putting in, I mean, look at the grocery store. The, the beverage aisle has become aisles. I mean, how much more different things do we need to drink that are loaded with artificial colors and sweeteners and flavors and dyes and sugars and just too too much? Drink water. And if you want to flavor your water with some fresh fruits and vegetables, then do that. But when your cells are dehydrated, I mean, just picture for a moment, even if you're not a chemist or a doctor or I'm sure you've taken some basic science class out there in the audience, picture a cell that's dehydrated. Now, how is that cell supposed to function and let nutrients pass in and toxins pass out and, and just to be able to function in your body? Now you've got a harmed cell. So get that water in. It's so simple. Just start to increase your water intake and decrease the other things that you're drinking. Um, Cut out all the artificial sweeteners, colors, flavors, dyes. Your children don't need it. Go through your pantry and really ask yourself, is this something that's adding life to my body or taking good nutrition and good energy from my body to have to process things with, you know, high fructose corn sweeteners and trans fats and refined grains and and soy that's 90% genetically modified and, you know, anything that causes allergens, so you take that out, anything you might be sensitive to that doesn't make you feel good after you eat it, take that out. Um, as far as, you know, managing your day, when you wake up in the morning, I hope that everyone can just wake up naturally because that is the most excellent versus, you know, the alarm going off and just that start your day off just with that jolt and the, ugh, I've got to run off somewhere, where if you can just wake up naturally and have quiet time, whether it's in bed or somewhere comfortable in your home, some people even have a prayer room or a couch or just somewhere where you can have quiet time, where you can just clear mm. your mind and focus on your, and breathe, notice your body, um, just have peace time. And if it's prayer for you, that's great. If you want to, you know, just give your day up to God and say, you know, here I am. Let me have a day that you designed for me, not that the world is going to force upon me. So whatever that quiet mm. time looks like for you. And then, um, you know, the sleep is so, so important. I mean, we could spend hours just talking about sleep and all the links between sleep deprivation and illness and disease and everything from cravings to cancer come from sleep deprivation versus getting quality sleep. I mean, getting that ideal seven hours a night, some need eight, some might need a little bit less, but that's when your body detoxifies. That's when you get all the garbage out that came in from the day. That's when your hormones get regulated. And, and when the opposite happens and you're not sleeping enough or your sleep is interrupted or your mind is so busy and it's restless that it's not quality sleep, that's when the body's not detoxifying. That's when the mind isn't rested. That's when you're physically not rested. And now you're starting a stressful day. So lots of things you can do to fall asleep at night. First, Start turning the technology off. Um, start to dim the lights. Get off the phone. Um, take a, a warm shower or bath. Use some chamomile tea, some lavender oils. Um, if reading calms you at night because you're reading something you're passionate about or that you're interested in, then you can do a little reading. But save your bedroom just for sleeping. Don't have any technology in your bedroom. Make sure it's comfortable. Your bedding is good. Your room is nice and cool. It's completely dark. Do what you can to have any distractions or noise eliminated as much as possible so that you get that quality rest. And that's good news. I mean, yay, we get to sleep more. (laughs) It's nothing you have to give up. It's just a better habit that you need to do. Um, activity. You know, we know that inactivity causes aging. Sitting around just increases your risk of disease. It increases your risk of dementia, watching TV, believe it or not. We know the average um, person is watching about 27 hours of TV a week and some up to 40 and more. It's like a full-time job. It's crazy. Get your body moving. You know, if you want to be more youthful, get up and walk every morning or do some things, some weightlifting, some stretching, 
join a class. I mean, I could spend days just talking about exercise, but again, we can go back to those kindergarten guidelines. Get out and get your body moving. You were designed to move every single day. Doesn't need to be a high intensity, you know, killer workout, but, you know, take a walk to the park, get some fresh air. Um, just pop in a DVD and do some stretching exercises. Join some of your friends and take a yoga class or go make new friends. And if your friends are not, you know, doing the things that you like, if your friends are not exercisers, if they'd rather meet you at the bar, then you might need to make <laughs> some new friends. And it's okay to go to the bar once in a while, but if it, you know, you know when it's not healthy. You need to really just be real with yourself um, but we will do what our friends do. We will earn a very similar income to the people we surround ourselves by, and it's easy to pick up our friends' habits, especially when they're not good, because as you said before, our brain wants to do the easy thing. It just wants to survive, but I promise you, once you start getting into these habits and your body starts feeling amazing, you'll want to continue, and they will be natural. It just becomes who you are. I have an uncle who's 85 years old, gets up every morning. He lives on the beach. He walks the boardwalk every morning, one mile. He gets his paper. He does the crossword puzzle. He reads it, and then he walks back, and then he does the same thing at night. He'll take the dog with him, and um, it just keeps his mind and his body going, and that's his habit no matter what. And you just have to keep that priority in your life the same way you would keep an appointment with your client, your boss, your dentist, or anything else that's important. Your health and your habits have to have the same priority. Another thing is not overfeeding. So we'll talk about food a little bit. We are a supersized society. I mean, the cup holders had to be made bigger in the cars so that we could fit our our big gulps and our 7-Eleven drinks and whatever <laughs> drive-thru things we're getting. We needed bigger cup holders. I mean, it, it's crazy. But overfeeding stresses out and ages your body. Our stomachs are the size of our fist. Think about the size of your plate when you go out to Olive Garden or wherever you go. I mean, the, the restaurants know that the cheap foods are the carbohydrates, and they want to fill your plate with pasta and rice and bread, and, and then it fills your belly, and your body is not just equipped to handle that kind of overfeeding. So it causes inflammation, which we know is the common denominator of all disease. So we need to have portion control. And if we're eating throughout the day portion-controlled meals that are balanced, that have a nice um, portion of lean protein, a small portion of a starchy carb, and a big portion of a fibrous carb, which would be your vegetables, you're going to feel satisfied. And you'll notice that the cravings will start to go away and the overfeeding will start to go away. Your sense of fullness takes 20 minutes to set in. But before that, because we're so chaotic and in such a rush, we're taking second helpings or ordering dessert before we realize that we're full. But the great news is your body is so amazing that your stomach can shrink again back to the size it was designed to be, and you'll start to get full sooner. But because we've overstretched our stomachs, it takes longer for that sense of fullness to set in. So we just keep eating and keep stretching our stomachs, and it just stresses out our body and, and makes it really inflamed. Um, another thing in the nutrition category is a good quality protein. Women, especially as we age, we tend not to eat enough good protein. Rarely does breakfast have protein, and a lot of times the quality is not good. And as women and men get older, they need to maintain that lean muscle mass. We see older people who are falling and don't have the strength to live independently, and getting in a good quality protein is part of that. Um, probiotics is something that you can get in food or you can take as a supplement to help keep good digestive health, which is actually very related to allergens. We know so many people suffer with allergens, and a lot of it has to do with good digestive health, so getting your digestive system working. Um, another, I don't take a lot of supplements. I don't, I'm not a big proponent of them, but an omega-3 fatty acid, we just don't get enough. We get too much omega-6s, so cold water fish, 
um, flaxseed oil, walnut, eggs, anything like that would be great. And then some of the natural oils like coconut, olive, macadamia are all good. Um, having a good amount of fiber in your diet, believe it or not, helps us to age more youthfully because it keeps our digestion going. It helps us to feel satisfied and full so we're we're not overfeeding. Um, and let's see, I, I went a long way without allowing you to ask any questions, so let me just stop there and, and allow you to interject. Oh, this is a lot of good information, and thank you for sharing okay. it all. I'm like this, too. When I talk about something that I'm passionate about, I do not realize that the time goes. I want to share. I want to make a difference. So let's recap, and let's see if, I've, if I'm capturing everything that you have said. So one of the simple tips that people can walk away is drinking water. Right. And water is so simple to drink, and yet we tend to hesitate because... We have been exposed to so many different uh, drinks, which are great. However, you know, the suggestion that you gave that, you know, add the fresh-flavored fruit, cut the cucumbers or citrus fruits or even lime or lemon, and it does make a difference. Whatever fruit that you like, just put it in there. And especially during the summertime, I will buy some fresh berries and whatever my son likes, and I will throw in the fruits in there, and especially if your kids are not going to drink it with the fruits floating in it, take it out. So that way you're promoting good habits in your children as well as in yourself. And one of the new findings that has come about is that a lot of people are not drinking water prior to going to sleep. It's important to drink water before you go to sleep, even if if you have to wake up for the natural call during the night because the water that flushes your system and keeps everything going. And also another thing has come to light is drinking water when we wake up. Rather than going for the cup of coffee, try water that has been flavored with natural fruits. And it makes a difference. You feel good about it. And once you are in the habit of staying hydrated, your body will crave for water. At least that's my personal experience. It's not any scientific study, but that's what I've found. And then you mentioned about going away, stepping away from the sugars. And sugars, unfortunately, have become such an integral part of our lives and going out and eating, whatever, how do we celebrate? We celebrate by going out. We celebrate by making food. But we celebrate anything, everything. So, yes, it's very important that we celebrate, but it can be cut down. And as about another great tip was find the friends with same habits. I can share a couple of things that I do. Especially being an entrepreneur, you are meeting so many different people. And, of course, if you're going to the coffee house or you're going to cafe, you end up eating a whole lot more than you want to eat. So I started this several years back where I call those as walking meetings. Not only the person who's coming to meet you gets exercise, and several of people have told me that, oh, it's so nice, we can just wear sneakers, jeans, and come. And we know we don't have to get prepared, and we don't have to eat that additional food. So find that, because it's hard to find exercising time in today's busy life. So it's, it's, it's about creating time. You talked about staying away from the artificial sweeteners, anything that's not natural, anything natural. that's processed. You mentioned about probiotics. You also mentioned about foods that make sure, check what goes into your body. What's happening outside is happening inside. You talked about omega-3 fatty acids. Sleep. Sleep is so important. If you have a deadline and if you really need to stay awake, that's okay, stay awake. But then try to recuperate within the next couple of days where you catch on sleep. So I've tried to capture 
the great techniques that you shared with us, Kelly. Are there anything else that come to your mind, or is there anything that I might have missed? Uh, yes, there, there. Well, no, you didn't miss anything. But there's a few more things I can share. Um, when you're choosing your your food, you want the most nutrient dense diet. So, for example, fruits and vegetables are just such an important staple to our diet. Every single one has a benefit to our body. So, we want the ones that fight inflammation and have things like beta carotene. Um, lutein, lycopene, these are probably words maybe not everyone knows, like flavonoids, but here are the ones that are some of the greatest ones, the leafy greens, the turnips, the collards, asparagus, broccoli, beets, squash, spinach, um, sweet potatoes, um, you know, things you can get at your local farmers, onions, parsley, peppers, artichokes, and great seasonings too, like thyme and dill and, and turmeric are great um, your red fruits like tomato, watermelon, red grapefruit, those are all good, kale, spinach. So those really nutrient-dense foods are important. Um, I did mention a few vitamins I like just because our diets are so deficient. I mean, I would need to eat over 40 bowls of spinach today to get the same vitamin K that my grandmother got in the 1950s. So um, having blood work is always a good idea to see where you are. Um, a lot of women I, I find are a little bit low in minerals. We don't, we're not getting those minerals in. So a good multivitamin and mineral is a nice catch-all for everyone every morning. In fact, research shows that your risk of cancer is reduced by 75% over a 15-year period just by taking a multivitamin and mineral. Now, make sure it's a quality one. I, I do have a favorite, and if you'd like, at the end, I'll share my information and, and people can... Um, contact me for that because the truth is if you go into some of these big box stores or even grocery stores, there have been found you know, traces of arsenic, things in there that were not on the label, and the reverse, things that say they're on the label but they're not in there. So you really do need to be careful. Um, a vitamin C is always good for eye health and eye disease. Most people by 40 are wearing glasses. I'm 47. I don't wear glasses. So, you know, there's there's something to be said for the right amount of nutrients and keeping your body healthy. Um, we know B vitamins are against um, stress, so they reduce the risk of stroke. Um, there's a lot of people, especially dark skin and dark hair, who are low in vitamin D. So, again, get these things tested. Um, but these are just some of the things that are out there. The B vitamins help to lower inflammation, and then there's the heart health vitamins too, like the CoQ10 and, and so on. So a good multivitamin and a fish oil is a good idea for most of us for aging because our bodies are so stressed, because our nutrients are so depleted. We do need to rely on a supplement. And it took me a long time to come to that. I was always a non-supplement girl and the truth is, after I dug into it deeper, I couldn't deny that, in fact, we do need to supplement, and even my children use supplements. Um, you know, we'll talk real quick about genetics. Are genetics making us, you know, sick and overweight? And epigenetics is one of the biggest areas of research right now. And what they're finding is that you can master your genes and a lot of what we, you know, have deal with every day has to do with our environment. It has to do with our diet. It has to do with our lifestyle. It has to do with our choices. And even in research that they've they've done on mice, they can make a mouse unhealthy based on habits by overfeeding them and keeping them up at night, um, you know, just awake so many hours and. Um, when they are born, that's what they do, and, and they actually, the, the color of their fur changes and their eyes go bad, and when they feed them, you know, all these fatty, sugary diets, and then when they, they get them pregnant, they can actually take the babies and get them healthy with good choices. So that's encouraging. That's really, really encouraging. Um, let's see, anything else I want to share? Um yeah, I mean, just you're the customer when you go out to eat, so realize that you are paying and you deserve to have your meal the way that you would like it. So if that means not putting on a dressing or not having something fried or getting extra vegetables, go for the best possible choices that you can. Most of the time you can eat half of what they serve and bring it home and still be very, very satisfied. 
Um, so those are you know a few more just little tips on things that people can do. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more good habits. Um, you know, with the vegetables, some good ones. Avocado is another great one. Alfalfa, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Those are all great ones to choose from. Um, some condiments to add to your food. Being healthy does not have to be boring. So, you know, cinnamon, cayenne pepper, apple cider vinegar, green tea, cumin, oregano, garlic, all these things help to boost metabolism. Nuts and seeds are great, not the salted, roasted ones. The natural ones would be best. And things like almonds and walnuts and pistachios and chia seeds and almond butter, um, pumpkin, those things are all great. Sunflowers, um, sesame seeds would all be good choices to um, help slow down the aging process and be more healthy. I love to use lemons, kiwi. Um, the berries are very low in sugar, um, and they're high in antioxidants and phytonutrients, which um, help to fight inflammation. Apples, grapefruit, cherries. I mean, there's so many things we can eat. Most people eat 14 different meals, 13 to 14. So if you think about it, they have one to two different breakfasts, two to three different lunches, and three to four different dinners. So it's a matter of making over a few of your meals for healthier options. Um, for example, for breakfast, I like a protein shake. And I'll put in fresh berries and I'll add greens and fruits and um, some fiber right into my shake. So every morning I know that I'm starting my day off great. Now occasionally I might want to make a, a veggie omelet or something, but I can count on that every morning. And that was so simple. Anyone can do it. It's the quickest breakfast possible. Um, I have it delivered to my house, so it's here all the time. I never run out. It comes once a month. And that simple shift, we know the research shows people who use a healthy quality protein meal replacement shake actually lose more weight, have more energy, and have improved health. And they even put on more lean muscle mass with the right quality shake, even if they're not exercising. Um, green mm. tea is, is another great one um, that people can use. Chai tea, a good coffee that's a low-acid coffee. I have one that I love that I found. If people, again, want to find that out, they can get in touch with me. But it's low-acid. It has green tea extracts. It has coconut in it, um, and it has minerals in it, and it's a delicious taste. So um, that's a healthy coffee that people can use if they love it. Um I'm trying to think any other good pointers. I mean, I've, I've got lots of stuff, but I'll let you ask any final questions, and we'll wrap it up, I guess. I have still so many questions left, Kelly. <laughs> so definitely do share when you're talking about the vitamins that you talked about and share about where our listeners can get quality protein shakes as well as the coffee that you mentioned, the low-acid coffee, because coffee is known to be one of the acid-causing agents. And a lot of people who are on coffee most of the time do end up taking antacids. And I can tell that right. from my personal experience. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. The acidity of our body is so important that we keep an alkaline body because we know cancer grows in an acidic body. So we want to do everything we can to keep our bodies more alkaline, to stay away from that sugar. Um, yesterday I was at a mastermind all day, and at the end of the day um, one of the attendees did a wine tasting for us. Well, as I said, I've never tasted wine, but I'm always interested in learning and I found out that the acidity of wine is about three. <laughs> so that does not encourage me to drink wine anymore. I mean, there are resveratrol. That's one of the benefits of wine. But you need to choose a low-acid wine when you do that and, um, you know, something that's more naturally fermented. But the liquid vitamin that I, I use, um, it has 100 vitamins, minerals, botanicals, adaptogens, and essential oils in one ounce. And I love that it's liquid because it's sublingual, so or it gets absorbed sublingually, um, and there's there's benefits to that. So that's one of the vitamins that I take. And then I also have a men's and a women's vitamin pack, which I love because they make it so easy. You don't have to have you know ten bottles on the counter. It's just one little pack in the morning and one at night, and it has the um, coenzyme Q10, the B vitamins. It has the biotin, um, the vitamin C, the A, the resveratrol. 
um, K, folic acid, magnesium, everything that a woman or a man would need. And in addition to that, it has a DNA strengthener, which anyone over the age of 35, I believe, should be taking. Um, This is our youthful aging, just best-kept secret um, that it's helping people to age more slowly because it strengthens your DNA and it switches off the genes that accelerate aging. So it's really powerful. And again, I, I get a 30-day supply, so it's delivered to my house every month. My husband and I take it. We never run out. And what's the name of the company? Um, the company that I'm an executive with is called Isogenics. If they go to my website, it's Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, Calabrese, C-A-L-A-B-R-E-S-E.com. Um, and if they put in their name and their email address there, I will send them a, a presentation that I just did that has an audio recording, and it's called the Metabolism Makeover. And I'll go through all the details, some of the things I cover here today, but even more. You know, they probably weren't able to write everything down, and they can see it visually. And um, so if they go to that website and send that to me, then I will send them also the information on the coffee and the, the liquid vitamins and the DNA strengthener and the protein and all that, the goodness that I've been working with over 8,000 people for the last five years with just incredible success. I just hung up now with a woman who's on day nine, and she just sent me a picture of the scale and her measurements and this amazing testimonial, and she said, could this be true? I've tried everything, and it really is the missing piece. I just finished reading a book on inflammation and all of the things that they recommend to do to improve your health and lower inflammation and age more gracefully are all of the things that are in the products that we offer. So that was such good confirmation to me. Mm. So definitely, listeners, if you're interested in all of the above, which I'm sure every one of us is, you can reach Kelly at her website. And uh, is that the best way to reach you? or I'm happy to you... give my phone number. Yeah, my this is my office line. It's a landline. It's 817-490-1296. And my email is kelly, K-E-L-L-I, at kellycalabrese.com. Dot com and it's C A L A B R E S E and that's also on my website kellycalabrese.com. dot com. That's wonderful. So listeners, please do reach out to Kelly. And if I may share, I want to share that Kelly looks in her. I've met her personally. She's a phenomenal person. She practices what she preaches. So when she says that she knows how to age gracefully, she looks very young. She looks in her 30s, which is a testimonial to her way of living in itself and to her products. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to her. And also you can reach out to me anytime to help you with the mindset, to creating that mindset and investing in yourself achieving your goals. My email information is contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at Divya, D-I-V as in Victor, Y-A, Parekh, P-A-R-E-K-H, dot com. Please do not hesitate to reach out and call me if needed or reach out to me via email, and please provide your feedback as to how is this helping you improve your lives, achieving your goals, and also what else would you like to see on the show? Because that would help me to bring the relevant guests to the radio show because this radio show is all about you. It's about serving and supporting you and making your life successful. So, Kelly, it's been such a pleasure. I have a whole list of questions. And possibly what we could do is we could bring Kelly again on our show to continue with the questions and answers, gaining more knowledge, because we have learned so much. It's just simple things that we can put in life to change it drastically. And not only 
it's about performance where you can, if you're feeling good, your performance goes up. It's also about living without those medicines. So thank you so much, Kelly, for being on my show. It's It's been a lot of fun. The time's just flown by. And thank you again, and it's been an honor to have you here. Well, thank you. I'm happy to do it. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, and until next time, dear listeners, be powerful and stay true to yourself. Take care.